So, do you guys hear that this meeting is being recorded? Yeah. Time? Okay, good. Just checking. Yeah, it's like an yeah. American one, isn't it? Recording in progress. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to That Sound, the podcast which explores the inner workings of Sheffield's music industry and the people who keep it running. My name is Amy Varley, and I'm joined by my co hosts, Aaliyah Dublin. Rosie Knapp and Connor Newbit. Today's episode looks at independent venues and how losing them will change the scene for good. Hello everyone, how are we doing today? Good, all right. very good, all thank right. you. Good, good. I'm feeling good, how are you feeling? I'm alright, very excited for today's episode I must say. Yes, As am I. How come? Who have we got on? So we're going to be talking to Taya Lewis from Dina um, about her venue and other venues all around Sheffield so hopefully um, we'll get a lot out of it. No, I think it's gonna be a good insight uh, and I'm sure she's got a lot to say you know what I mean I, I think it'll be exciting because I don't really know like as much I've definitely done my research but I think it'll be nice to kind of get an opinion from her definitely. Yeah as big fans of the uh, Sheffield music scene I think it'll be great to get like a, a venue perspective and you know this guest as far as I'm aware seems very cool she's also mm-hmm uh done music herself so I think yeah she'll be a great person to talk to yeah so we're we're here from both sides um but let's talk about what's happening in music at the minute some music news some music news let's talk about some music news let's talk about Chris Moyles does everybody know Chris I know Rosie you don't know about this situation but yeah I know yeah I don't know about the situation but yeah I know you know who Chris Moyles is right okay yeah, so, I'm a he was on I'm a Celeb, wasn't he? Yeah, he works at Radio X, and it was towards the beginning of this year. He sort of there was he got a lot of criticism on his radio show. He does the morning show about not giving enough airtime to what they specified as rising artists. Why do you play? And the real reason is, and this will blow their tiny minds, and they'll hate this. The reason why we don't play unsigned bands is because, and there are exceptions to the rule. But the main reason is that most unsigned bands are crap. Do you think it's like pure arrogance, though, from Ego. him? It's, like, I am just too good to play independent yeah. artists that aren't, aren't signed. Like, do you think it's just like pure arrogance? It, it, feels, it feels like I've made it now, so... Yeah. Yeah, can't. yeah. Yeah, like so, I'm, I'm in that point of my life where I can't be humble about it anymore because I'm so at the top of my game, I don't even see the lower people down. It's a bit ignorant, but he could have said the same thing about signed bands. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, music is a subjective thing to begin with, but yeah, but in like his, you know, job, as much as he's probably got that passion for music, you also have to see objectively that this music is good, even if I don't like it. Because I think the point that I like trying to link it to, I guess, the topic of the main part of the episode, the venues, is if everybody had that attitude. They wouldn't then artists would just give up they just said oh, what's the point nobody's ever yeah. going to play it because we don't have a label so then the more that independent artists give up the less venues have acts to put on shows for or mm. have an audience for and get money in from and then yeah, yeah. it takes the venues out altogether as well because they don't have that source of income because all the artists are just giving up because people like chris moyles have decided that they don't want to play on sign people We're now going to hear from Taylor Lewis, who works on the marketing team for Dina. 
Dina is an LGBTQ plus and female-led not-for-profit organisation that opened in 2016. The venue recently relocated to Fitzalan Square and focuses on providing free or low-cost facilities to emerging artists and social projects in Sheffield. So, obviously, Dina is an independent music venue. So how would you say that those spaces are important in Sheffield's music industry specifically? I think basically independent venues provide accessible space for anybody to come in and actually kind of express themselves. Um, So whether you're an emerging artist and you want to do that as your career or whether you're doing it because you love to do it, because you need to do it, you know, to create and to make music and to express your yourself as an artist independent venues make that accessible because a lot of the time they don't have the same motivations around you know commercial sales or business in terms of you know what they need from a performer or what they need from events so it means that for example we can give space for a lot less or for free in certain circumstances which means it's not a barrier to somebody who is probably not going to make money from their event. They just want to do it because, you know, they need to or they want to. So um, it's really important to be able to have that because otherwise it's very kind of gatekept by people who are basically saying, you know, if if you're going to come and make us money, brilliant, you know, come and take that space. But if not, it's kind of like they're making the decision whether that you're valuable to them or not. Whereas I think there's more of an exchange, it's more about um collaboration with independent venues so as in like so you say in like that more like accessible spaces are are better so like earlier this year for example bbc introducing they really reduced their sort of reach across they got rid of about i think it was about 21 of their shows across the country how did things like that change the role of venues that are more accessible to independent or upcoming artists? Yeah, massively. I mean, I think BBC introducing is an amazing thing in terms of getting your music like distributed and on radio and things like that. And I think BBC introducing is to kind of recorded music what independent venues would be to live music. So, you know, the, the way that you grow as an artist is obviously by exposing yourself to like new audiences. And quite often the music industry needs you to have a really good, strong foundation in your hometown. Otherwise, they're not going to really pay any attention to you in Manchester or Nottingham or Leeds if Sheffield, you know, if you're not selling a venue out here. But, you know, if you can say, look, I can sell out, you know, a 100 cap, 200 cap venue in my hometown, that shows that you have something that people want to listen to and it basically means that you know those little shows that you start doing at an independent venue like Dina is 50 capacity in the space I'm sat in right now that's like really not that many people but if you consistently get those 50 people enjoying it and wanting to come back and wanting to come back you grow and suddenly you're doing that venue up and then someone in Manchester goes oh they're doing really well I'll I'll invite them here and it kind of grows from there which is exactly what BBC Introducing does in terms of like pushing you up to the bigger radio stations and stuff so without that first step you're not going to be able to like break through so it is really fundamental that you can like have just that starting point 
which we can offer because that's what we're motivated by you know you were so, saying about um sorry you're you right, saying about how uh, it's important in your hometown to to grow and get that sort of foundation first do you think like especially in Sheffield I think a lot of contacts because it's such a, a city rich with music the community is strong but it can be quite gatekept to get in to the industry and get those contacts and meet people would you say you agree with that or um have, how have you found it in your venue so in terms of like getting live opportunities for new artists it can be quite hard is that what you mean yeah so um from being able to get someone to promote your music to then like someone wanting to have you in their venue just all of these little things that could help when you know people massively I mean so obviously I do work for this venue I'm an artist as well so I've kind of been at it from both sides and really how I got involved with Dina is that I wanted to put on a, an event and because basically I wasn't being invited to play stuff and that was really frustrating for me so what I did was I reached out to a venue that seemed friendly and interested in stuff and then I ended up working on the bar and blah 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 six years later I'm working on their marketing team and stuff but like yeah I think it's about that equal exchange because I think Sheffield particularly and our independent venues are really good because basically if you want to put on your own event it's quite possible to do that without spending too much money which is I think one of the biggest barriers is like because really like anyone can put on an event in Sheffield I think you can find a space that is willing to take that chance on you or that you can club together with a couple other acts and, and pay that venue hire and put on a gig um and sometimes like that is really how you build something. You build it for yourself by working with the venues rather than the venues being those gatekeepers and asking you. Because, you know, that wasn't working for me when I started a few years ago. It just wasn't working. So I flipped it and did it the other way around. And I have that network because I've come at it from that side. And I think that's what Dina tries really, really hard to do is make sure that we aren't gatekeeping, that we're basically facilitating people who want to you know start putting on gigs and stuff um we actually also had a young producer scheme last year or was it the year before I think that basically put about eight young people between 16 and 30 through this producers program so that they could actually learn like how to be those promoters and how to create safe spaces how to create cool events and from that that business perspective and also that creative perspective so that they can actually be those advocates for newer artists as well so I think that's something else we're we're trying to come at it from that way as well so as like you're saying venues especially like Dean at Dean you're trying to be like advocates for up-and-coming musicians do you think that all kind of independent venues have that responsibility to try and sort of keep those new artists afloat basically and not sort of let them just fall into the background 100 percent, it's really really important and I also think more than anything it's really important to us at Dina to kind of amplify voices that aren't as often heard you know people of color people from the LGBTQ plus community you know those are the voices we really really care about platforming because you know we know statistically in the music industry they're they're just not represented so we 
particularly want to give space to those people to to thrive and I think that every venue in in a, a small city like Sheffield um in terms of the scene it feels small you know like we they have a responsibility to make space for new artists like if you look at the economy of music in Manchester it's something like four million or it's it's like 400 million sorry it's like it's so big and if you think about like artists um that come out of Manchester like they bring so much attention and media and money into Manchester just because oh, right, this artist is from Manchester, you know, Arctic Monkeys are from Sheffield, Self-Esteem from Rotherham. So that is massive for our music economy. So how are independent venues, like, responsible? Well, they're responsible for finding like, that next generation of the thing that's going to bring, you know, be the reputation for that area or, you know, they they should be wanting to find that gem, like Sam Fender in, like, Newcastle area. Do you know what I mean? Like, that they should be looking for that. And lifting that person up because ultimately that just brings in more you know culture more attention and if you want to think about it money to to the area so I think there's definitely responsibility. Do you guys kind of reach out to like labels or producers like after kind of showcasing them do you kind of work with them independently or will you like move them on because obviously there's like after you initially host them there's so much more to actually get them known yeah absolutely I think that's a really interesting question because you know I think especially the series we've just done um the, the beginning of this year is called the I Now series and it was an arts council funded project that was specifically focused on trying to like I don't know reinvent reinvigorate the Sheffield music scene after the pandemic and we invited loads of really exciting artists you know from Birmingham from London and and locally to that and to kind of build on that we then ran uh, a load of workshops as well so we sort of built on it from a perspective of yeah we had quite a lot of them performing but then as part of that also there was kind of workshops that they could kind of showcase their skill sets and also like I don't know, share that practice with our audience to kind of get, I don't know, like a bit more engagement. But I think it's probably something that we could do more of. I think that's a really yeah. good point. Like, how do you then support them further on? But then this is where things like our young producer scheme and stuff comes in. When I talk about producing there, I, I mean more from that back end of like running the, the projects and stuff and the events. But like giving people that opportunity to learn how to become part of the music industry from a different angle so that they can yeah be creative and perform they also have that like other side of like but I could produce events I could do this and I could make some money in other ways so I think that's something we do but I think yeah we don't probably do enough of that so that's a really good point. Do you think along the lines of uh, the money side of it because independent venues seem to do a lot more pay what you can afford or like two pound three pound tickets do you think that makes it more accessible for people listening to music and wanting to go to more events as well as the artists? Yeah, massively. I think we really value being accessible to people. I think we don't want to exclude people based on their financial situation. And ultimately, as well, you know, we have to think carefully about how we ticket stuff because we need to make sure that we're doing things in a viable way we're a not-for-profit organization which means we're not trying to make 
loads of money in profit, but we still need to be able to like not lose money and we still need to be able to pay our staff and make sure that we can keep doing what we're doing. So it is definitely a balance, but we 100% want to be accessible. But something really interesting about what we've done with our iNow events is most of them have been pay what you feel and they've been tiered. So we've had, you know, that three pound ticket or five pounds or, you know, up to like maybe 15 or 20 pounds. And actually across that spectrum, you do see people buying tickets at the most expensive point and also at the cheapest and and somewhere in between as well so it does show that there are people if they have the budget who are willing to be supportive and pay that bit more and the people that are in a situation where they need to put budget less for it they can do that too so it's it's nice to see that it's not just a case of people just want to buy the cheapest ticket they can I think people if they value it and they're able to will put will invest in something that they're interested in so I think it's always good to offer that spectrum and to not be afraid to put it at that higher price point as long as you've got an accessible option as well but yeah we think it's really important um that it it's always possible for everyone to to be involved um so when it comes to summertime obviously we've got things like tramlines you know no bounds festival Sheffield music trails how much involvement do you guys kind of like take into that 100%. I mean, last year at Tramlines, we actually ran one of the stages, um, well, for the day. Um, so on the Friday, we ran the library stage and so did Patnam Push. And I think it was the lead mill, but you might have to correct me on that. So, you know, we were able to actually have that representation of artists that we really love and care about. We really tried to push for that to be really gender representative and also lgbtq plus artists were represented in that lineup um and we we really loved being a part of it but we equally love that sort of fringe participation of like having you know something that we really care about and that represents what we love in the music industry our venue during those festivals but we also love collaborating and like basically working with them to use our spaces and stuff so Sheffield Music Trails and No Bounds like we've we've had like hosted events here and stuff with them which is really cool um because we do have you know different spaces you know we've got a studio space which can be like kind of like a black box and you can do whatever you want in it and project and there's a cool sound system down here but then upstairs is like really warm and comfortable and really nice for conversation so we really like collaborating with those events and we want to be part of the scene because I think we represent something important in that, you know, we're really representative of the queer community. We do loads of events with that group and, and just things like that. We want, we should be part of the conversation and we try to be. So I think probably my sort of last question to you would be, so Music Venues Trust, they sort of suggested because tax on like VAT on things like venues is 20% in the UK which is I think it's 5% in the rest of, of the EU and Music Venues Trust have sort of recommended that it sort of has like a trickle down effect so that the, the money that is earned from that VAT is given to sort of grassroots venues to sort of help them and fund them what do you think like a scheme like that would mean for Sheffield independent venues yeah, I mean, it, it would be so helpful, like running a venue isn't cheap. And, you know, in order to keep doing great work, 
you need some kind of financial stability, which is really hard to get. And then you have the thing of like, well, we'd love to make these tickets affordable, but actually we really need a bit more money coming in to make this event viable or, you know, having drinks, you know, the price of that we can't control. We have to sell them for, for, for that profit. Otherwise we're losing money. We have to pay our staff a fair wage. We have to pay our artists a fair wage and, and all these things. So, you know, you do need money at the end of the day. So I think if it can trickle down in that way, it just provides that stability and ultimately like that consistency, that learning year on year is what makes a great venue like develop because you actually have time and space to kind of grow and learn and expand your team and train your team. And I don't know, give space to people like, you know, I came to Dina as an artist and I've grown my producing skills and my marketing skills. I can now do that like professionally, but I wouldn't have done that unless I'd worked with Dina. Like the mentorship I've had from people here has allowed me to get jobs and different stuff. So it's like this amazing ripple effect. Financial stability is really important because what that means is that a venue can kind of, then push that out to their community so they it's like a butterfly effect of like if this is a solid thing if dean is this solid thing imagine what communities can grow and blossom and learn if that's happened in my case i've seen it happen with so many people who walk through our doors to attend an event or put on an event and then they become this integral part of the team or they go on to get a job because of the stuff that they've done and like or they go on to get another opportunity and yeah i think it's a ripple effect. So by giving independent venues that money, you just kind of grow and grow and grow from there. Wonderful. I think that's an amazing answer. I like that. Yeah. Everything can grow <laughs> off of it. Massive thanks to Taya for taking the time to speak to us about Sheffield's independent venues. You can find both Taya's and Dina's social media in the show notes, so please check them out. Thanks for joining us on this episode of That Sound. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and review our podcast wherever you're listening. To see some behind the scenes and keep up with the podcast, follow us on social media at That Sound Pod. Keep in touch and let us know what you're listening to. Okay.